and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. We invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. Our passage for today is found in Colossians chapter 1, and we are going to read verse 15 to 20. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by Him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through Him and for Him. And He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. And He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. Today we're going to talk about what it means to be a Christ-centered campus ministry or a Christ-centered church. We know that in every nation, we exist to honor God by establishing Christ-centered, spirit-empowered, socially responsible churches and campus ministries in every nation. And I hope we realize that this is not just for the church, but that implies that every believer, that means you and I, are living a Christ-centered life. And what a very fitting passage we are looking at in Colossians because Paul, the writer, was talking to a church who are dealing with certain heresies. They were dealing with uh, Jewish legalism and ascetism, that's rigid spiritual disciplines, and uh, different uh, doctrines incorporating pagan worship and how sometimes uh, the function and the nature of Jesus as the Son of God and as the mediator is being maligned. So as we look at this passage, it's very good for us to realize and understand, you know, why Jesus? Why make Him the center of our lives and the center of our ministry? If you can recall, in the early days of the church, we used to have this banner called Jesus Period. And that's a very simple statement and very profound to remind us that indeed Jesus is the center of our ministry and the rightful center of our lives. The Bible says in the passage that we read that He is the image of the invisible God. And then also in verse uh, verse 18, that uh, in everything He might be preeminent. So we realize that the sufficiency and the preeminence of Christ, just like what Paul was telling the Colossian church, warrants that He should be the center of our lives and our ministry. When we say the center, He is the most important point. He is the pivotal point. He is the point where all other points find their orientation and their bearing. He is uh, the center where uh, everything or something comes out of as the source. And He is where we all tend to gravitate all our activities and all our efforts. It's because of who He is and because of what He has done. You know, in fact, the Bible says in the passage that we read several times over and over, all things, all things, all things. And why we need to make Him the center and how the Christ-centered life looks like can be summarized by these phrases that I will explain more. By Him, through Him, 
for him and in him. In the verse that we read, we find there in verse 16, For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. You know, the Bible shows us that Jesus is no ordinary man, but he is the creator who came here as Christ. Everything was created by him. And in fact, that includes the visible and the invisible. Anything in heaven or on earth. And that includes uh, dominions and powers and authorities. And because he is the sovereign one who subjected himself by coming here as one of us, as a son of man, the son of God becoming man, to be the savior of mankind, he deserves our gratitude. He is the destiny maker. He is the one who... who entered our world so that he could alter our destinies and not just our temporary destiny but our eternal destiny and because of who he is and because of what he has done he deserves taking the center stage of our lives and i want to point out that all things were created by him that is why we are grateful to him our life that's dedicated to him our worship, our devotion, the things that we do is all but our fitting response to His greatness and to His goodness towards us. The next thing I want to point out is that in verse 16, it also says that all things were created through Him. And then in verse 20, and through Him to reconcile to Himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. So here, Paul was also explaining that all things were created and reconciled through him. That is why we fully depend on him. He is the word that holds everything together. And we exist and we are sustained by him. Of course, we also know that because of man's disobedience, we were separated from him. But this word became flesh and dwelt among us. And now through the finished work of the cross, we are reconciled back to him. And not just us as a people, but even the whole of creation, all things are going to be reconciled through him. And because of who he is, and because everything that exists cannot exist without him, we fully depend on him. And then thirdly, it says here, that all things were created not just through him, but also for him. Verse 18 also says that he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. So we can say it this way, that all things were created for him. And that is why we live to glorify him. All of God's creation were made for the purpose of showcasing what kind of a God He is, that He may be glorified, that His, the weightiness of who He is, His presence can be made evident to everyone who will see it. And of course, this also shows that He is the head of the church. Kaya nga, habang celebrate tayo ng 40th year anniversary natin this year as Victory, it's a very good reminder that actually the church did not just exist 40 years ago. But the church started all the way back 
to the Lord Jesus Christ who said that I will build my church. It is His church. And of course, you can look at, uh, look at that even further backwards when God created the world and when God created mankind. He was longing for a people that He can call His own, a people who will reflect His image and likeness. And while sin ruined that, God is committed to His glory. And that as a people now that we know Him, we live to glorify Him. As uh, the Westminster Catechism says, what is the chief end of man? The chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. The more we live for Him, the more we glorify Him, the more we know and understand and experience what it means to be truly human. Last but not the least, it says here that in verse 17, And He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. Verse 19 also says it this way, For in Him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. So to say that all things are held together in Him, and the fullness of God dwells in Him, that is why we put our faith in Him. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He is uh, the one who has all authority in heaven and on earth. Uh, there's no other name by which man can be saved. And there's no other name by which every knee will bow and every tongue confess, except by the name of Jesus, who is Lord and who is the Christ. I pray that in this day and age where people are trying to find their center, people are trying to find their balance, people are trying to find their inner peace, people are trying to look for what gives them emotional stability, that we can all look to Christ as the center of our lives. And just as we are dedicated to keep Jesus at the center of our campus uh, ministries, of our churches, I pray that each and every one of us will live a Christ-centered life and also uh, point others to Him. There's a quote that I want to read from a very famous person. Why Christ? And of course, a simple answer with that is, for there is no other fitting and worthy to be the center of our lives. And uh, this author, although is known as anonymous, in a way, capsulizes what great blessing it is for us to have Christ as the center of our lives. And I quote, In Christ, we have a love that can never be fathomed, a life that can never die, a righteousness that can never be tarnished, a peace that can never be understood, a rest that can never be disturbed, a joy that can never be diminished, a hope that can never be disappointed, a glory that can never be clouded, a light that can never be darkened, a purity that can never be defiled, a beauty that can never be marred, a wisdom that can never be baffled, and resources that can never be exhausted. We're going to worship the Lord again through this song, and I pray that as we do, may we reorient our lives by fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, and putting Him back in the center of our lives, 
and pray that in our campus ministries and in our churches, Jesus will take preeminence. Let's worship Him. And when I see you face to face, there at the end of all my days, Jesus in you, I will remain my dwelling place. You're my dwelling place. In you. God. Before I send you off, let me read this passage in June chapter 1, verse 24 to 25. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy, to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time, now and forever. Amen. God bless you, and may Christ be made preeminent in our lives today and always. Thanks for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch these messages live every morning, visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.